Hi everyone, Kyle here. So, just to, you know, catch up a little bit. Episode 7 still coming out. This bonus episode is mostly to give me some time. I've kind of decided to delve back into Manson a little bit more in the middle of his stay with Ark before ITD takes place. This will be a story of him kind of doing some jobs that you wouldn't think he'd do, but he ends up doing. The Ark Foundation has a very weird history, and I'm very excited to announce that there's going to be a video posted I'm working on to kind of flush out the Ark Foundation a little more. I'm a film major first. This podcast is honestly my hobby, uh, something I do in my spare time, uh, which I feel nowadays has become very limited, but... I still get it out to you guys um, in my spare time because ITD started off as a script for an idea for a short film and then I realized oh I could probably make more with this. The podcast narrative just kind of allows me to do things I can't do, you know, lack of budget, lack of um, effects knowledge, all that. So you know, I'm kind of moving forward into the film production side of things a little bit for supplemental material. It's going to be on Patreon first, and then a week later it's going to be everywhere else. Um, I'll have links to it and all that. It's going to be a one-on-one kind of what the Ark Foundation is, how it works, and the internal details of it. So it puts you in the place of someone new to the Ark Foundation who is getting their job for the first time. Anyway, without further ado, let's jump into the first bonus episode, Manson versus the River Beast. This is Agent Manson with the ARK Foundation. Um, first field research assignment. I am currently in a convoy truck heading about uh, south-ish. I wish I knew how to read a compass, but whatever. So, anyway, uh, we are heading towards a county here in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, um, a couple hours away from my county that I grew up in. We're heading towards Trout Lake specifically here, because Trout Lake has been having a odd occurrence of wolf-like entities littering the rivers. Now initially I was brought onto the Ark Foundation as a way to handle aquatic-based anomalies, But, uh, they kind of need me for this one since it's my home territory, almost. We do have a lot of Michigan-based ARC agents, however, they're mostly from the lower peninsula of Michigan. So, I'm kind of on the up and up about this. Same with the dudes who are driving the truck right now, who are going to be set up at the research station about 25 miles outside of Trout Lake. Uh, Current date? is March 5th, 2018, and current time, 5 p.m., expected arrival time, 7 p.m. So, essentially what I'm going to be doing here is I'm going to be tracking this creature along the river edge, uh, using some of my knowledge of fish and other life forms in the uh, rivers to determine if this creature may have been picking up on these creatures. Bears don't have a proximity to where they will leave carcasses, however wolves do, and wolves aren't too native 
to the Upper Peninsula too much anymore due to hunting and violations like that. So if this is a wolf-like creature, then I would probably be able to identify that based on that fact, and if it's just a wolf, it's a wolf. I'm also going to be tracking down and talking to locals in the town of Trout Lake. Uh, here they have a great nightlife, a good bar, and about a thousand people, so it's not going to be hard to figure out, hey, who told this story and how can I get in contact with them. Trout Lake's one of those, you know, hole-in-the-wall places, I like to say. It's known, but it's not overly known. It's a good vacation spot. I've come up here before and stayed right off one of the lakes, but besides that, it's very quaint and very tiny. If I didn't have such a attachment to modern commodities, honestly, I'd probably live here, but it's very hard to live in a uh, location like this, simply due to the isolation. The next major towns over are usually about 30 to 40 minutes away, so it's a little hard to get what you need, except for the general convenience stores that are located on the city's map, usually at the end of the city. So, I'm going to turn this bad boy off, and uh, I guess we'll get going. Okay, um, we are set up currently in a tree. Uh, we have constructed a rudimentary base that looks like a hunting stand. Uh, as to not draw suspicion, it is marked, however, so away any arc agents who approach it will know that this is the correct location. I'm in the trees so we can avoid any ground contamination or anything like that to not scare off the potential anomaly or any wolf that comes by, because honestly, if I do see a wolf, that'd be pretty cool. Because uh, we don't got a lot of those anymore. It's uh, kind of concerning. But uh, anyway, I'm going to get some water samples and figure out what kind of life forms have been around the lake and in it. I'm expecting to find the usual uh, bears, uh, obviously trout, as this location is named after. Maybe a salmon uh, sample will come from this, a uh, couple of uh, insect life form. But if anything has contaminated this water, I'm going to know, uh, at least to a degree. So if I find DNA samples that don't match up, I can easily track those back. And if it's definitely something we don't know about, I can kind of draw a conclusion. So, I'm uh, going to head down now. Ugh. I hate the mud, but uh, what are you going to do? Oceans are kind of my forte. Sand and beaches kind of more of what I prefer, but I kind of like lakes and rivers. It's just the mud gets everywhere. And I, I know everyone says, oh, sand gets everywhere. You can easily drain out dry sand and then take like a vacuum and suck it off. With mud, you gotta wash everything. It, it sucks. Uh, okay, there we go. Got a sample of river water, and I'm gonna continue to walk down until I hit the base of the river, which drains into a lake. Uh, hopefully there I can find some more information, and honestly, if something died in the river or near it, I'm gonna find out.
Okay. Diagnosis has come back. We're currently looking at... Let's see. Chinook. Coho. Obviously Trout. Whitefish, Steelhead, and Splake. Honestly, a very healthy combination of fish. The ecosystem's doing good. Uh, we do have a lot of evasive species problems here. Specifically the Great Lakes, but I am worried about some of the smaller lakes around here. Uh, especially if fishermen or spelunkers don't take the care they need to clean their equipment before they move on to different lakes. Because um, invasive species can latch on to that stuff easily. But that is good. Um, cur currently nothing too crazy. But that was just the river sample. I'm going to now check the lake sample. Let's see. Oh! Huh. Well, it's not wolf. Or possibly wolf, man. So, something about the research here in Michigan is we found that Michigan is a wide hotspot for Bigfoot encounters. So, it looks like I may have found some primal ape sediment. If that's the way to put it. Basically... Something died in the lake, and when I collected the water and the sediment samples, um, its DNA still remained in it. And I'm actually looking at what appears to be ape DNA. Um, not human. Human is a little more uh, complex than this. But this could be Bigfoot. <laughs> Which, hey, I, I've never actually encountered one of those. Um, maybe, if, maybe that's what people are talking about when they're here, um, seeing a big wolf creature. But I still have to go investigate the Trout Lake citizens and see what information I can get from them before I can make a call here. So, bars in Trout Lake. Awesome. Cheap as hell. I know I shouldn't be recording the fact that I'm drunk on the clock. But I have information. A couple were camping uh, by the by the by the river, and they were doing the dirty, and they heard something. So the dude um, Jackson came out to investigate, and he sh shone shined. Shown one of those really cool high power flashlights out into the, 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 the woods. Those um, flashlights can mock some of the brightest floodlights you will ever see. It's pretty sick. He saw in the tree climbing it, pretty much, he described, a, a roughly uh, uh, hey, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I wrote it down so I won't forget. Um, a roughly eight foot tall, big creature. It had claws on its hands, which looks suspiciously like human hands with knuckles and defined fingers. Unlike 
what you think when you think wolf with their little paws and their little toe beans and a claw, a tiny claws. This dude said the claws were massive. And he described the feet as knees that point in a very odd adjacent way, which make me think this creature stands on bowed legs, meaning uh, canine-esque legs. And he also described the face as almost human-like, but a snout arose from where the nose and mouth were. Fur covered around the face area except for the eyes, the nose, and around the mouth. Looking something like you would see in the movie American Werewolf in London. His words, not mine. So, that leads me to believe two things. One, this thing climbs trees, which is bad for me because I'm in a tree. Two, um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, this thing is nocturnal. At least partially nocturnal. So, uh, that means I gotta stay up and keep an eye for things with, uh, cheap owl booze I found. Uh, this, this is a bad idea. Why did I get, oh god. Uh, Jamie. Jamie, why do you do this to yourself? Oh, you said you'd be different. Holy shit. Oh, I'm having an existential crisis in the tree. Oh, okay. I will stay awake and I will observe and nothing will sway my endeavor. <coughs> oh. Ah. Holy shit. Oh, oh my head. Oh, ow, 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 ah, oh, what time is it, mm. it's fucking ten, it's fucking ten, holy shit, when did I fall asleep, shit, uh. wait, my recorder was on the whole time, maybe I can find something, Okay, so, um, I know I fucked up, um, please, everyone who listens to this, don't be angry to me, but I did capture some form of evidence in my recording while I was asleep. So, uh, at around four hours into my sleep, I found this audio, I'm about to play it, um, or sync it into this part of this recording, and you'll be able to hear what I picked up. Crazy, I know, right? Okay, so, that's good. That is dog-like activity. Coyotes are common in Michigan. Don't get me wrong. However, coyote howls tend to be a little lighter off than, you know, a wolf howl or something bigger. So, I'm going to take some time today and I'm going to scour the location and try to find evidence for whatever the hell this is. Okay, I am back from my scouting. It is currently 5 p.m. once again. Um, my hangover is gone, so I was really able to focus. Uh, I took a cast 
of a foot. And this is definitely lycanthrope in nature. It is approximately two feet long. It's got three vestigial toes with claws that appear to hook at the end. Now, it's obviously not a bear. It's very human foot-like in nature. So tonight, I'm genuinely going to stay up for as long as possible. And I'm going to attempt to capture footage with the trail cams that Ark has provided for this expedition. So, um, let's get that going. Time is currently 10 p.m. The sun has gone down. It is chill. We hanging. Um, I'm going to try to keep myself entertained while I wait. I have a monitor set up that will alert me if one of the trail cams goes off with a recording. And it will show me the uh, cam right on the screen. And give me an idea as to what's going on here. Okay, it is uh, 12 a.m. now. Uh, nothing's gone on. Just been uh, reading a book and observing this monitor. Uh, I have had some minor activity from deer, but nothing else as of yet. Uh, as of yet, nothing, but here's hoping... Oh! Hey! Oh! <laughs> okay, heck yeah. So the camera just picked up something. It's a deer in the distance, and it's running from something. Holy shit, that's a big dog. It is running on all fours, currently pursuing the deer. Oh, ah, ah, just got it. Oh, ah, I don't want to look. I don't want to look. Wait, which camera is this? Holy shit. That's one I set up right near the base. I lean up on the wall. Ooh. Okay, yeah, I can hear the thing. So, it's uh, time for me to go out and try to confront this thing. Whatever the hell it is. Uh, I know two things. Semi-vicious. Kind of worrying. Um, I am going to be bringing this. As a precaution. Because I can't take risks on this particular endeavor. So, I'm going to get down there and get walking. So, a uh, little information on this uh, thing as I uh, track it down here. So, the Michigan dog, man, right? That's obviously what this thing is. At least a proximity of what people think it is. So, the Michigan dog, man, has been described as... Well, just that, a dogman. In 1887, the first 
like encounter of it was taken. Um, and then in 1987, a uh, radio DJ, Steve Cook, from Traverse City, actually, um, kind of pulled lyrics, quote-unquote, from Dogman Encounters. Steve Cook later came out to say, hey, that's not actually true. I made that up for April Fool's. But that's the thing. After the song came out, a lot of people have come out and cited the dog man. So, apparently we're just kind of walking it out. Um, another thing about the dog man that's kind of inconsistent is people claim that it appears kind of every ten years that end in seven. It's a ten-year cycle, apparently. That's the prowling force. But other people have encountered the Dogman in years um, like 1938, 2001, and there's actually a report back in 1938 um, near the Muskegon River in Paris, Michigan. Uh, Robert Fortney, I think his name was, um, swore he saw a creature rear up on its hind legs and stared down at him with Pearson Blue Eyes, which matches a lot of the Dogman uh, descriptions. Uh, really bright blue eyes. And he swore that that dog was smiling at him. So, uh, another encounter was 1993. Um, some young girl snuck out the house for a smoke. She was like 13 or something, so you know how it is. Um, and it just came out of the barn. She described it as a buffalo-sized dog. And it seems to have a weird tendency, if I'm being honest. The creature appears to like to... How do I say this? Creep on people. And then it just stares them down. Like, people will describe walking in the forest alone, and then suddenly they turn around, and the dogman is there. It's incredibly stealthy, apparently. And also, uh, there's some theory behind it that the piece of Breed Road, um, in Wisconsin, might be the same creature because of the connection to the UP. Again, it's, they do share a lot of similar, um, looks and how they act, but we're still unsure. We haven't really done much uh, account-wise of the Beast of Bray Road due to its weird and inconsistent history. But the Dogman, this thing has a lot of history behind it. And as I say that, I'm approaching the carcass now. Ooh. Oh, yeah, this, this deer is... Uh, this thing is eviscerated. Uh, okay, let me... Uh, yep, that's canine incisors. Ah, uh, boy. Oh. Well. Let's see. The incision seems to go about... Four or five inches in, 
fucking crazy. This thing has some giant teeth. Um, let's see. Claws seem to tear into the flesh, ripped off the arms, legs, and the head was gashed open. It appears blood was siphoned from the body, meaning that these things appear to have the same need for sustenance that Chibacabra do, which is draining blood for iron, possibly. Uh, there's a lot of myths in werewolves about iron and silver. Um, none of that is real for many of the studies that we've conducted with um, dog-like creatures. None of them have reacted to silver. Um, there is one species of creature that does, um, but it's definitely nothing that is lupin or canine or lichen in nature. So, I'm going to take a sample of this. And get the hell out before the uh, dog man finds me. Oh, shit. One thing often described in dog man sightings. Impending dread and the feeling of being watched. I know you're out there. Just come out. I ain't gonna hurt you. Unless I have to. Oh, you don't seem that big. Oh, you seem that big. Hey, buddy. Hi. Good. Good doggy. Hey, I'm, I'm not... I swear, I'm not here to hurt you. I, I promise. I absolutely promise that. I'm not here to hurt you in any capacity. I just want this sample here. You see this bag? Good puppy. Good puppy. Good puppy. I told you I won't hurt you unless you were threatening me, man. So, good news, bad news. Just shot the dog, man. Good news, I got blood samples now. Bad news, this thing seems pissed, and I need to call recon ASAP. I'm gonna get back to the treehouse and get the fuck out of here. Okay. Made it back to the treehouse, and I am going to pack my shit and get the hell out. Okay, I already put out the stress call, just gotta hold out. So, um, if I die, um, I want my paycheck to go to, uh, God, just something, just something good, please. I, I don't even know what I'm gonna do here. Wait, I know exactly. Let's see, let's see, let's see, uh, ah, rations. Hell yeah. Oh, I always have the shit smell like dog food when you open it. Okay, I need to open a few of these cans. Dinner time! 
Come here, boys. That's right. On today's dinner, shitty flaming yang, courtesy of the Ark Foundation. Go get it. Okay, I'm going on foot. We'll come back for the ship. <laughs> Agent Manson, reporting at 10 a.m. I have found myself in a nice little cut in Trout Lake, Michigan. Uh, my recon team is coming back for me. They are about 20 minutes away. Um, I checked the trail cams, and the dogmen seem to have dispersed after finding the meat. None of them returned back to my base, so I assume they assume that I left. So good news is, we have blood samples, we have teeth samples, and we have a foot cast. Bad news is, we don't have a live one. And I'm going to recommend that you don't send me again, because I think I just severely pissed off a whole tribe of dog people. But, hey, live and learn. After this mission, I am going to be obligated to check up the Nain Rogue in Detroit. And a few other actual lake-based anomalies, which is going to be great. So, I hope these recordings have been beneficial, and I hope that I can get home safe. I will see you all when I see you all. Into the Depths is a production by All Eyes on You Production. Music for the intro and outro of this episode was Late Night Radio by Kevin McLeod. You can find the information to find his music in the show notes. A very special shout out to our first patron, Randy Lovings. Randy, without people like you, the show wouldn't be possible. And if you want to join Randy in the Patreon club, you can visit our Patreon and support the show. There you'll get early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, so you won't have to hear my anchor spiel again as well as scripts that are compiled once a set of episodes is done, and neat little stickers and benefits. Pretty soon I'm going to be launching a Into the Depths Discord server, so Patreons will get early access to that once it drops. I also want to give a very special shout out to my girlfriend Haley. She's been there for me through a lot, and honestly, without her, any of my ideas probably wouldn't get off the scripting floor, so she's a real inspiration to me. If you liked what you heard, be sure to support us. And next time, we'll be following Manson on another bonus episode of Into the Depths. Take care.